the three stars, Lowry, Butler, and Adebayo. Going great for you as far as getting automatic playing time. Lowry coming off to his left again for a three. Right on cue, and a timeout call by Boston. Adebayo also with six assists. And now 11 points. And that flip shot. Tatum with the steal, and a nice quick move goes down for the dunk. Finds a little space and connects his first bucket here in the second half. Flowery brings it up. Bad pass. Smart. Ahead to Tatum. Tatum sidestep. Lay No, it's a dunk. Jason Tatum with a flourish. Tyler Hero short. Under two to play, third quarter. Beautiful feed. And Tice with the finish. Celtics back up by three. Denman the finish down the other end is Lowry with an excellent dish right there. You can't be the first to this. Just done a solid job for them all season. Gets it inside, looking to score. Layup is good. Wayne Denman now nine points, three boards off the bench. We're tied again. Fourth quarter. All even. Two teams battling for perhaps the top spot in the Eastern Conference. The Heat currently hold that. The Celtics had it the other day. That's how Don Nelson used to teach screen to try to avoid the offensive fouls as Tatum gets in the middle of the zone and finds Tice. 17 feet, Struz did a good job delivering. Tatum kicks it out in the corner, right. Lowry makes his move, finds some room, brings it back, fall away jumper, gets the bounce. Kyle Lowry now with 23 points, it's a four point lead. Brown against Lowry, goes across the lane, blocked again by Struz, picked up by Hero. Butler down the other end, goes up and throws it down. Timeout Boston, Max Struess with two huge blocks here in the fourth quarter. Four-point game, Tatum the drive, gets inside. Offensive foul called on Tatum. Struess draws the charge, another fine defensive play. I think it was a good call, but I would challenge that. And they will. Ime Udoka challenged this, but an unsuccessful challenge. The offensive foul stands. Now they have to foul right away. Brown tried to foul Butler. And now Adebayo is fouled with 10.8 remaining. Brown throws it up. And that'll do it. Miami Heat overcome a five-point fourth-quarter deficit and get the victory here in Boston. Hello, Miami. This is 305 Sports Now, your home podcast for all things Miami sports related. I am Will, and I'd like to first and foremost thank ESPN and YouTube for providing those highlights from that great game between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics this past Wednesday night. It was an amazing game. And speaking of the Miami Heat, what an amazing difference a week makes. The Miami Heat went from uh, basically being talked about as a feuding team as a team that could not get its act together 
as a team that's uh, struggling its way into the playoffs that may lose a number one seed. Myself basically talk about if they're not careful, uh, probably becoming the fourth seed if they let these other teams catch up. What a turnaround this week. The Miami Heat have currently won four straight games. All right, after having, uh, after pretty much demolishing every team they have faced this week, three out of those four teams uh, were on the road and also three of those four teams are playoff teams, right? The Miami Heat did away with the Sacramento Kings, you know, a nice way to get yourself going and having a victory here in Miami. Then they went off into Boston and just beat the Celtics on their home floor. Boston was a five point favorite in that game. And then not only that, then they go into Chicago, the United Center and beat up Chicago once again for the fourth time this season. And then go into Toronto and get a win for Kyle Lowry as he got a double-double in that game. And uh, they're able to defeat the Toronto Raptors, right? So let's break things out. First and foremost, we're going to go over the Miami Doll and the Miami Heat. Okay. Then we're going to jump into the Florida Panthers. Uh, jump into the Florida Panthers. And then we're going to briefly go over the Miami Dolphins. And I'll tell you what uh, what's going to be coming up soon uh, in the next uh, for the next couple episodes. Right. Let's talk first things foremost. Miami Heat just flat out clobber, you know, the, the Sacramento Kings pretty much dominating them all throughout. Jimmy Butler just controls that game right he had one of the better games for jimmy butler as not only that jimmy butler was also experimenting with shooting beyond the arc as butler gave the miami heat 27 points 10 of 14 and three of five from downtown jimmy butler not known for shooting threes but uh decided to shoot the threes a few uh, a few times this week and was quite successful uh with doing so okay bam out of bio 22 points 10 of 16 in that game a monster 15 rebounds and so the Miami Heat pretty much did away with, uh, with the Sacramento Kings there. You know, I mentioned that's a team that in the past, although not very good, has given Heat the Miami Heat fits. Not this time around, the Miami Heat completely dominates. And I mean, completely control uh, the, the Kings winning by over 20 points. All right, so then we go into um, into Boston. Not a very not a very easy place to play in, right, Boston. Those Boston Celtics fans, you know, they, they love their team. Uh, very storied franchise in the LeBron years. That was one of the chief rivals for LeBron James, D Wade, and Chris Bosh when they were taking on Ray Allen, uh, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. And they are Ray Allen with the fact and joined the Miami Heat. We all know that story and how that hurt the friendship of Garnett and Paul Pierce. Sour grapes, me, in my opinion. But the bottom line is, is that let's not forget Ray John Rondo, that, that annoying looking little Martian who was in uh, who was in that who was in those Celtics teams. Right, but nonetheless, you know, Miami Heat got the better out of them. And the Miami Heat got the better out of the Celtics on Wednesday night. Like I mentioned earlier, they were a five-point favorite. That meant nothing to the Miami Heat, all right, as it was the Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Max Struess show, all right? Jimmy Butler gives you 24 points, 9 of 17. And uh, Bam Adebayo pretty much had the game, uh, had pretty much, I think, the best game overall. Uh, with 17 points and 12 rebounds for, uh, for the Heat All-Star. All right, and then we got to talk about Max Struess. Max Struess was pretty um, pretty all over the place. All right, he had 14 points, but the amazing part was that he was four for nine from downtown. All right, so Max Struess shooting that three ball well. Okay, Gabe Vincent also shooting that three ball well, and Caleb Martin shooting that three ball well. So th- this is a Heat team that its reserves are shooting the um, the three point the three pointer at a high clip at a high percentage the uh, the best part was was Max Struess's defense all right Max Struess as you heard in the highlights there all right Max Struess had two key blocks all right one of which was against Jason Tatum 
in uh, in the fourth quarter, and it took a charge from Tatum that pretty much uh, sealed the deal for the Miami Heat. All right, so these are the types of games Miami had to win. Last week, one of the things I mentioned is that the Miami Heat want to make the playoffs, right? If they want to make the playoffs and want to go into the playoffs, they have to be playing their best basketball. Last week, they were not playing their best basketball. Like I said, they had a four-game losing streak. This week, again, a week makes a difference. They have a four-game winning streak, okay? And the, and the reason why I'm having a four-game winning streak is because, number one, they're playing together as a team, okay? And number two, you know, and number two, um, they're also hitting their shots, and that's very, very important. Um, before I get into the rest of the week, I also want to address a few things. I think one of the main reasons why um, the Heat are doing much better is because of uh, changes to starting roster. Duncan Robinson is no longer starting for the Miami Heat. Max Drews is. Max Drews gives you pretty much is a much better shot creator for himself. That's number one. And number two, Max Drews gives you defense. Okay. He may not shoot uh, the three-pointer, technically speaking, at, at a higher clip that Duncan Robinson does, but he still shoots a pretty a pretty solid three-point ball, and he gives you defense, and he's very dangerous in the paint. The guy could score. Basically, he could create his own shot. He takes charges. He's a very good defender, and I think that's one of the main reasons why um, the Miami Heat have been so, so successful is because they started Max Drews. Not only that, they also, Eric Spolsa made a decision to bench Victor Oladipo and Marquise Boris. I'll get more into Oladipo uh, later on when I talk about the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors game, you know, in general. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that uh, it's just the facts that are the facts is that the Miami Heat are much better defensively when Duncan Robinson is not on the floor. I still believe, although he is a very solid three-point shooter, you cannot take that away from him. I still believe that the Miami Heat will trade Duncan Robinson. They have a lot with Caleb Martin. They have a lot with Gabe Vincent and they have a lot with Max Drews. They may not be... Th- it may not be splashdown, it may not be the splashdown type of three-point shoot uh shooters like Duncan Robinson was, especially his first year with the Miami Heat. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is is that in my from my perspective, from my perspective, the Miami Heat, you know, are a much but a much better basketball team all around with Duncan Robinson coming off the bench and Max Drews, you know, starting. I think that's much better, okay, for the Miami Heat. Uh even Caleb Martin, I would say. Would be a better uh, fit for the starting uh, for the starting role than would be Duncan Robinson. I just think because they give you a good defense and they could also create their own shots and they're better defenders. And I think defense is what's going to get you victories, you know, in the playoffs. All right, so that's a major roster change, you know, and I, and that made a huge difference because that's now the Miami Heat have won four in a row. Sorry, hurt feelings aside, which I don't think hurt feelings were even there because when you sign up for the Miami Heat, you have to understand that what even if you are a high paid veteran. You, uh, you are expected to sacrifice, whether that's minutes, whether that's playing time, whether that's, you know, basically being a ball handler, okay? You are expected to sacrifice because the Miami Heat are a class A organization and they expect a team first uh, mentality out of their players, okay? So, uh, so anyways, going into the Bulls, the Bulls get crushed by the Miami Heat. It was 127-109. To the truth, I don't even think the game was even that close, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, Jimmy Butler... You know, go seven for 12, 22 points, two or three from downtown. He's been shooting the three ball a bit more decently. Um, Bam Adebayo gave you 16 points, seven and nine shooting. Yay Vincent this time was uh, a pretty much a star player, both with his defense and offense. Gay Vincent off the bench, 13 points, three of four from downtown. Tyler Hero, 19 points, 19 points, six of seven 
uh, from three. Okay, so Tyler Hero had uh, a good game, a solid game shooting the, the three ball for the Miami Heat. And the Chicago Bulls, once again, are dominated by the Heat. The Miami Heat currently have had the Bulls number. At one point, when the Bulls were in first place, they came and played the Heat. Miami Heat just knocked them, uh, knocked them off their high horse. All right, and then we go into Sunday's game against the Toronto Raptors, which was a homecoming game for Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry did not disappoint. All right, uh, as I'm looking up the numbers right now, Kyle Lowry had 16 points, 10 assists, you know, in that game. Batman Abayo, uh, 16 of not 16 points, nine rebounds. Tyler Hero, 18 points, eight of 16 shooting. Victor Oladipo coming off the bench, 21 points, seven for 11. Six of nine from downtown. All right. And let's go again to Mixer Max Struess. Max Struess, 29 minutes, 23 points, all in the third and fourth quarter. The Toronto Raptors were leading this game at halftime. The Miami Heat just went out and just flat out obliterated. All right. Obliterated the um, Toronto Raptors in this ball game all right afterward it was just a great all-around effort for the miami heat the defense was there especially in the second half right the bench was there especially also in the second half and this is let me say the miami the miami heat back-to-back nights miami heat usually don't do very well playing back-to-back games that's why this game was so huge coach spo out all right because of health and safety protocols due to covid all right there was no pj tucker there was no uh, Jimmy Butler with a foot in with a toe injury. Doing air quotes here uh, uh, on video here. Okay, there's no PJ Tucker, no Spo, no Jimmy Butler either, and the Miami Heat find a way to win. It was just phenomenal way the Miami Heat find a way to win this game, especially since uh, especially since uh, they were pretty much shorthanded, all right. And then uh, you still have Van Fleet, you still have uh, 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 Pascal over four. Uh, for for the Toronto Raptors, I mean, it was just um, you know that the Raptors were pretty much at full strength. They had a lot to lose by losing this game, but the Miami Heat once again, you know, proved themselves to be the better basketball team, especially especially in the second half, as the Miami Heat outscored the Raptors in the second half by a total of sixty nine, all right, to fifty four. Okay, and uh, the score should the score in the second half should have been a lot more, but they got a lot of home cooking. All right, from these referees as the Raptors shot 35 free throws in comparison to the Miami Heat, who uh, only shot about 19, nearly doubling the Miami Heat in terms of free throws. And I personally think uh, a lot of the calls that the referees made this game were completely late. A lot of them were late, especially in the second half, and were completely ticky-tack. It was just not what uh, what he basked, not what, a, what an NBA game should be, and these were veteran referees. Veteran referees, one of the referees had been... Had been uh had been a referee for 31 seasons in the NBA. But nonetheless, the Miami Heat, you know, do get the victory. They are in sole possession of first place. There's nothing you could take away from this team. All right. The Miami Heat have 51 wins this season. Okay. Every single time they've gone to uh 50 plus wins, all right, they have gone far into the playoffs. And I do believe this team has great potential. But again, okay. Uh, some of the major problems I do see is, once again, I do see um, Milwaukee being a tough out, all right? And although I'm not completely sold uh, on Brooklyn, I do believe Brooklyn will also be a tough out uh, in the NBA uh, NBA playoffs. I mean, with, with guys like KD and Kyrie Irving, I have no zero to zero respect for Ben Simmons. 
as a ball handler, okay, but as an offensive player, that's that goes out the window. Good defensive player, but as you know, it's pretty much when he's on the court, it's five on four. All right, so it's pretty much uh, that's pretty much the least, okay. But I do believe that Brooklyn will be a tougher out than what I talked about with my uh, with my guest co-host uh, William Quintero. Okay, I do believe it will be a tougher out. They're playing very well, you know, as a team. And Kyrie Irving, now that they've lifted those mandates in New York, you know, in Brooklyn, you know, he could play you know, full-time with his team, also travel with his team. So uh, it's it's a perfect time to get, you know, pretty much get your stuff together and make a run, you know, for the playoffs, okay? So they may not even make it, okay? Because they, they will be part, they'll probably end up in the play-in. So, you know, they could be bounced out, you know, by uh, by the respective opponent. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, I if they do enter the playoffs, whether they're the eighth seed or the seventh seed, you know, I do believe that they will give, you know, the first or second seed a tough, a tough out, a uh, tough go, okay? Whether it's the Heat or whether it's the, the Celtics or the Bucks, whoever finishes second. I think the Miami Heat are going to finish first, right? The way that things are going, the way they're playing, I think both guys' rotation will set. I do think that the Miami Heat will finish first, you know, knock on wood. But the bottom line is, um, the bottom line is that whoever they face, you know, uh, if they do face Brooklyn in the first round, it will be a tough out. It won't be very, it won't be very easy, okay, for the Miami Heat to just go roll through. But I do believe that the championship will go through, uh, will go through Milwaukee. All right, that is a very good basketball team. Giannis is just a stud. And then you got guys like Middleton and stuff like that that, that complement him very well, okay? And let's not forget Drew Holiday, okay, who gave the Heat's fits last year in the playoffs as well. So, um, so yeah, uh, you know, upcoming this week for the Miami Heat, let me just look up their, let me just look up their schedule. You know, upcoming for the Heat, I'm very excited about Heat basketball, you know, for the next, um, the next uh, for the next week or so. Okay, they're almost done. Um, they got the Hornets uh, next on the 5th of April. They have the Hawks on the 8th, and then they finish off their season on the 10th of April against the Orlando Magic. So uh, all winnable games. You know, I would say all winnable games. There's no reason why the Heat can't go 3-0, okay? Although the Hornets and Hawks are playoff teams, potentially um, Miami should be able to defeat them, both home games, and then they finish on the road against the Magic, a team they have pretty much pounded this year. Uh, as well, and uh, it should be uh, should be no easy. Uh, should be should be pretty much easy. If the Heat if the Heat do have first place wrapped up um, by the tenth, okay. If it is, if it is wrapped up, that it's guaranteed. The Miami Heat will finish first. I don't see Jimmy Butler playing. You know, I don't see you know uh, Bam Adebayo playing, Tucker playing, Lowry playing. You might see Tyler Hero start, Max Drews, Caleb Martin. Those guys that get you know some some reps in. And get and get their feet wet, but the bottom line is, you know, you will not see, you know, our top players play against Orlando. Okay, that's a fact. Okay, so hopefully they do have first place wrapped up, unless Spo doesn't care if it's first or second seed and decides still to rest his players because the playoffs are much more important. But the bottom line is, I do believe that the Miami Heat will uh, will finish first, and I do believe the rest of these games, even if the Miami Heat do play, you know, their bench players, I do believe the rest of these games are very winnable games for the Heat, all right? So let's wish them the best of luck this season. Let's beat those Hornets, all right, as well. And let's take out those Hawks, all right, as well, all right? All right, so now we go into hockey, okay? The Florida Panthers, again, dominate this week. The Florida Panthers had some drama on Saturday night, but we won't get there yet, okay? I have to talk about the way the Montreal, um, the Montreal Canadiens Got pummeled by the Panthers right, by uh, by a score of seven goals to four. The Florida Panthers put basically a touchdown up on the Canadiens. Ryan Lomberg with two goals and an assist. Okay, um, Sam Bennett with one goal continues to play very well. 
Jonathan Huberto with two goals and one assist as well. All right, so the, so the Florida Panthers just dominate that game. Then they go up and they play. Um, then the Blackhawks come to town. The, Pan- the Panthers just blank them out. Okay, Barkov had two goals in that game. And Sergei Bobrovsky with 37 saves. It was a busy week for the for the for the Panthers. And uh, then of course you have Gustav Forsling with one goal as well. And one assist. The Panthers had a very busy week. The Panthers are a team that they'll play two games in a week and then they'll have like three days off. Not this week. And they earned every single point. Just like the Heat, the Florida Panthers finished undefeated this week against their opponents. Okay, so they are another team that is playing extreme. As a matter of fact, they're actually the most consistent team in South Florida. I know we're very heat heavy here. We're very dolphin heavy here. But to be very frank with you, the best team, the best sports, professional sports team in South Florida right now are the Florida Panthers. Okay, they're like 45 and 16. We'll get more. Uh, we'll get much more into the points in a couple minutes or so. But what drama Saturday, uh, uh, Saturday afternoon when they face off against the New Jersey Devils in Jersey. The Devils took a 6-2 goal lead into the third period. The Florida Panthers score four unanswered goals to take it to overtime and win that game. Yes, down six goals to two in the final period of the game. The Florida Panthers come back and score four unanswered goals led by Alexander Barkov and Gustav Forsling. Both had two goals each all right both had two goals each okay there is no quit in andrew brunette's team they are just dangerously unbelievable on every single aspect of the puck all right whether Giroux, bennett barkoff huberto lomberg it doesn't matter okay the florida panthers are just that damn good then they go and play the Sabres, the Buffalo Sabres on Sunday, and put up five goals and beat them five to three. Anthony Duclair in that game was the leader with two goals in that game. Okay. And currently the Florida Panthers sit in the top spot in the Eastern Conference with a hundred, a hundred and two goals. All right. So first place for the Panthers, 102 goals. Unbelievable. Sole possession of first place. You have got to give it to the Cats. They are just a dominant, and I mean dominant, hockey team. Okay, so once again, going over the sta- uh, going over the standings. All right, going over the standings a bit. The Panthers have have won 48 games, 15 losses. They've gone to overtime about six times, 102 points. Okay, Carolina is in second place with 98. All right, so get up to the Panthers. They just keep winning. And by the way, they also set a record for most goal scores in fran- for most goals scored in franchise history. This team is set for good things. All right, this team is set for good things. Okay. And uh if they gotta play Tampa Bay again, I do believe they'll beat Tampa Bay because Tampa's gonna have to come to Florida, South Florida. Okay, and that's uh that's pretty much it. Okay, so they have to go to South Florida. I do believe that that is um that is going to be very tough. For Tampa Bay to overcome this time, and they're not gonna catch the, Pan- catch the Panthers by surprise this time. All right, the Florida Panthers will win this hockey, will win that series. Okay. And as mentioned earlier, the Florida Panthers, the the league, the Standing Cup is gonna go through South Florida. All right, Sunrise is gonna see the cup. They are because no one's gonna beat this team. They're the best team in hockey. 
um, like I said, on both sides of the puck, okay? With guys like Lombard, Giroux, Thornton, um, then you have the goaltending of Bobrowski, you know, Spencer Knight as well when he's on. He's on, you know, okay? And you have Huberdo, as I mentioned earlier. You know, so it's just the sky's limit for this team. There's no way anybody is going to beat this basketball team, this, this hockey team. It is just unbelievable. All right, unbelievable what the what they're doing as a team. All right, so just a little bit of Dolphin news. All right, it's a tad bit, okay? The Miami Dolphins decide with their cap space to extend uh, extend their top uh, DB, uh, Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard um, now is guaranteed $50 million and a five-year extent, uh, extension, averaging $24 million a season for basically a defensive back. This past season, um, he had uh, he had five picks at 10 uh, the season before, but of course, teams are no longer throwing on that side. Okay, so that's uh, that's excusable. Okay, so five picks. Okay, he's had 16 pass deflections, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and a sack and a touchdown, defensive touchdown. All right, so uh, they're taking care of Xavier Howard. They don't want him complaining. They don't want him to hold out or any of those things. So the Dolphins have pretty much taken care of their of their of their best defensive player. I would say that's on the field currently. All right, and some more Dolphin news. Uh, I was okay with them trading him, but not where they traded him. The Miami Dolphins Saturday Saturday afternoon decided to trade a uh, 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 wide receiver Devontae Parker. Okay, who was supposed to be you know their number one receiver. Basically, the guy was never on the field. When he's on the field, the guy was an outright stud. Okay, I mean you can't you can never, you cannot say that he was not a solid um, wide receiver when he was there. 50-50 balls. He was the best we had you know at, at the position. But the guy was never on the field. He he balled out one game. He missed three. Okay, so the Dolphins had to do something, especially since they could probably draft another receiver. You know this draft since it is wide receiver heavy. I don't know how many receivers, top receivers are going to find based upon the trade with Tyreek Hill, but nonetheless. They should get a, uh, a quality receiver. And if they want to go tall, they could find a guy, like I said, like Charleston Rambo or Jay Neely out of Michigan State. Okay, so forget the guy from Alabama. He's, he's, he's going to be a first-round guy. So let's not even talk about that. All right, so anyways, um, the, uh, the Miami Dolphins send to the New England Patriots, uh, Devontae Parker. Okay, they send Parker and a fifth-round pick to New England in exchange for a 2023 third-rounder. So Miami gets their third-round pick back for next season. All right, so... Right, that's it for me here at 305 Sports Down. Just uh let you know, I will be having a bonus episode that will be airing Wednesday. Okay, uh, uh, Rodolfo Roman will be coming back for a second year in a row. Uh, last year, he was with me when I when my inaugural episode for the center field. Um, now, he's going to be coming in for 305 Sports Now, uh, basically doing WrestleMania Talk Part 2 with me. Uh, last year, we did a, a pre-WrestleMania show. Now we're doing a post-WrestleMania show with Monday Night Raw included. Um, discussions will be obviously the induction into the Hall of Fame with The Undertaker. The matches between, you know, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. The legacy of Scott Hall, you know, in general. And uh, a little bit about what um, what Roman is doing himself, okay? So as, as far as that concerns, okay? So uh, that's, a, that's it for me, all right? Uh, again, once again, I am Will. If you like what you heard, Please do not forget to download this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, okay? If you'd like to leave a financial donation, as this is a listener-supported podcast, please uh, do so on um, anchor.fm slash 305 Sports Now. And if you'd like to join our Facebook family, just look up 305 Sports Now. 
right just click the like button and you are there and by the way we will be having a youtube channel real soon which will be basically uh my interviews my interviews uh after we're done with the audio portion my interviews will be uploaded to that youtube channel so stay tuned for that as well as once again um the 305 sports now train keeps on chugging along right everybody that's it i am out stay safe and god bless see you soon